Chapter 78 of The Social War of 1900, or The Conspirators and Lovers. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Pat Navarre. The Social War of 1900, or The Conspirators and Lovers, by Simon Landis. Chapter 78 Dr. Juno's First Great War Proclamation When the newspapers all over the Union had published this unconstitutional amendment, it aroused the masses amazingly. Even those who formerly had no sympathy with Dr. Juno, nor love for his doctrines, now freely investigated his teachings, and almost like magic he became the accepted heroic reformer of the close of the 19th century. In fact, the orthodox public press all over the country disapproved of the course which Congress had taken because this usurpation came too close home to many who were willing to ride on the backs of sectarians and politicians so long as it paid them and their precious rights were not too closely clipped. But this amendment their own scribes stigmatized as a dangerous usurpation that cannot be tolerated in this nation. This was throwing fuel upon Dr. Juno's hearth, and he was wise enough to see it, and made capital of it by issuing the following. Proclamation Fellow Citizens From the condition of things in general, I am constrained to issue this, my first proclamation to the people of the United States of America. Firstly, I ask each one, male and female of all colors and nations who reside within the jurisdiction of the united states to join the naturalists who inculcate the observation of all natural laws and have but one faith one god and are members of one family whose highest law is love to god and man whose aim is happiness whose end is universal salvation by a return to and obedience of the creator's fixed natural injunctions Secondly, I offer protection to all people who are opposed to the power that money and lucre-gained positions wield, who are opposed to sectarian and political cliques and rings, and have recently shown to the world, by a constitutional amendment, what I have always said they would do if permitted, and you, the sovereign people, the bone and sinew of America, have, by your unconcerned silence and forbearance, given them permission to place scoundrels into all the high positions of church and state, which was giving them the power to cut down your inalienable rights to serve God according to the dictates of conscience, and to keep science from the field of human life. Thirdly, I also offer succor to the people who will, in this hour of war, aid us in slaying and subjugating these criminals, who have stolen the livery of heaven to serve the devil in no matter whether such people are Jews, Gentiles, Protestants, Catholics, or worldlings, and if after they are vanquished and peace is declared, the said Jews, Gentiles, Protestants, Catholics, or worldlings cannot conscientiously join the naturalists, they shall not be molested in thinking and acting as they choose, so long as they do not become a nuisance, an injury, and meddlers in our affairs. Fourthly, I proclaim that no more dishonest men or women shall hold any office in the United States so long as I have influence enough to prevent it. 
but I claim that if my doctrines as laid down in the 42nd chapter of this truthful novel were observed by making an amendment to the Constitution of the United States that no man shall become a millionaire whilst thereby hundreds are made paupers, dishonest officials would naturally become obsolete, when a healthier state of affairs would reign and plenty of time would be afforded every one to devote himself and herself to pleasant and rational enjoyment which would make earth heavenly a thing that these vipers and constitutional usurpers would deprive every person from doing by their selfish antichrist and anti-natural dictations fifthly i would kindly hint that there is now left only one of two things first join us in conquering the usurpers and bloody conspirators and remain free to serve god according to the dictation of conscience or second remain passive or neutral in this conflict and thereby without action aid those who would rob us of all our property of our natural rights of our salvation and call it the piety of the elect from which great lord deliver us i appeal in conclusion to all the people to seriously pause before they cast their lot with the destroyers of every liberty and comfort that god and a sound physiology have vouchsafed unto every human soul i pray all the people for their children's and grandchildren's sake and for the sake of god and the angels to assist us in subjugating our enemies when war rumors of war famine pestilence and hard times would come no more when all sorts of slavery all sorts of selfishness usurpation and anarchy would take wings and fly to the infernal realms of damnation in the name of god and man i hereunto set my hand and seal this day of nineteen hundred victor juno it was astonishing to see the effect this proclamation had upon the masses of the people and it was still more astounding to see that every newspaper daily weekly and monthly published it some of the most bitter orthodox papers published it as a presumptuous and wrath-exciting document hoping by doing so they would rile and arouse the people in their favor whilst others inserted it for fear its omissions might create an onslaught upon them many of these people pharisee-like a la rev joe peer were afraid to die in their hardened sectarian sinfulness therefore they would do on such occasions as they were taught by precept and example by their blind leaders to do all their lives namely act the hypocrite if they were experts in nothing else they were in hypocrisy a poor wind that does not blow someone good is an old saying and i might apply it to the traitors of all countries and nations who betrayed either party for gain of some kind and to gain an extended lease of life was a sweet balm of gilead to treacherous cowards knaves and hypocrites End chapter.